Welcome back to another episode of Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. Alan, it's good to have you back today. Uh, you were gone last week. Yeah, and, you know, getting past this COVID stuff, getting back to work, is, you know, it's got me going six days a week. So, but it's good to be back. It's good to be able to talk about sports. There's a lot to talk about. We're It's finally back into the season where, you know, we got sports constantly again. And it just, it, it feels like real life again. Yeah, and last week we, we had our, our fantasy draft that we, uh, you know, live casted, so we were able to get by without you. Yeah, but it's still, it's, it's a lot better being back talking about sports than being stuck at some stupid job. So there's quite a bit going on in the world of sports right now. We're finally back to live sports. Uh, well, live football. We've had basketball for a while. Yeah. But uh, the NFL kicked off on Thursday. College kicked off last weekend with a couple of minor games, but the there's big games that start today, so I'm pumped. Yeah, um, it's gonna be great to see how they come back. I'm, you know, it's still interesting to watch how they're doing it because you know I was surprised to see fans in the stadium at the Chiefs game. Yeah, there was um, over what five thousand fans or fifteen thousand fans. There was little over fourteen thousand. Yeah, and you know Denver, they just announced that they're gonna be having. Uh, you know, they're going to allow up to 5,000 fans in their stadiums during home games. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're on a path back to some real football. Let's start with the NBA, though, because they're coming to the the thick of the, the playoffs here. We're getting to the, the conference finals. Boston punched their ticket last night uh, in a Game 7 against the Raptors. And I don't know if you watched it or not, but it was a damn good game. I, I didn't watch it, but I'm I'm telling you right now, Boston came in as a you know a huge sleeper. When we when we were talking about the NBA, it wasn't really until the second time we talked about them that we even started talking about Boston having a chance. And now I'm saying Boston's probably the favorites to make it make it from the East. You know, see, and and I'm I said that I thought Boston had the best chance to knock off Milwaukee. You know, I've thought for a while it's going to be Lakers-Celtics or Lakers-Bucks. Well, Miami went ahead and took care of the Bucks, so I think that Boston's going to knock off Miami as long as they can clamp down on Jimmy Buckets. It's not going to be a, an easy series for Boston, but I do believe Boston will take, you know, Miami. Boston right now, they're just playing unbelievable basketball. Yeah, Jason um, Tatum's one of the best young players I mean, maybe it's my Duke bias, but no, he's he's playing incredible basketball. He's you can't even say it's a Duke bias because everybody's noticing, you know, what this what this kid's doing, and it's like I honestly thought it was going to be the Bucks, and now you know it's going to be Boston Lakers, and the Lakers are going to have trouble with Boston. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think for the Lakers, I I think they have too much size inside uh, because I don't think. The Celtics have anybody that can guard Anthony Davis. Right. And it's going to be a completely different because, you know, if Tatum starts taking over in a game, they're sticking James on him. And James is just that guy that he spooks you when he's covering you. Right. And, I mean, they have good defenders. For the Lakers, it's Braun and you have AD, and that's great, but you have to have your role players contribute. They can't have crap nights. No. Um, like LeBron, you know, this series... He's, it's like he's taking a backseat and scoring the points, but his rebounds have been 
double digits, I, I believe, every single game. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. the last game he had, what, 19 rebounds? Something like that, like, yeah. That's, I would, I'd rather have 19 rebounds from a player than, you know, like his 16 points wasn't very impressive, but it, it helps. And then 19 rebounds is just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. We get Lakers tonight against the Rockets. Lakers are up 3-1. I think the Rockets might win one more, but it's it's over. The Lakers aren't losing three in a row. Yeah, and, you know, normally I would say, you know, maybe the Lakers will take this game off, but I think they're going to want to end it because Boston's ended it. So, th- so they're going to want to end it and get that rest time before they start their next series, which is going to be, you know, a good one. It's, the, it's more likely going to be the Clippers. But the Nuggets are still in it. Yeah, who knew at this point we'd still be talking about the Nuggets? Yeah, and talking about them as being down 3-2 in a series and not, you know, 3-0. I mean, yeah, they came into it as the third seed in the West, but I I didn't think at this point we'd still be talking about them, especially the way they, I don't want to necessarily say struggled against... The Jazz? Yeah, the Jazz. They had a horrible start against the Jazz. I mean, the, the start against the Jazz was bad. It looked... Pretty bleak for the Nuggets. But Murray, I mean, that, that dude is just taking over. Yeah, he's been team. playing out of his mind. But, no, we're, we're definitely getting down to it. Um, as a Lakers fan, of course, this is good for me to see. I mean, you're over there as a LeBron fan, no matter where he goes, so you're happy. Oh, my favorite thing is my wife and I have a deal. That if the, the Lakers win the championship, she's got to get a LeBron James Laker jersey. Ew. So, Natasha, when you listen to this, don't do it. Oh, she's doing it. She's do- she's going to be coming over here in a James jersey, and I'm, I'm excited. Get an Anthony Davis jersey instead. Let's get a tearaway name. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that's where we're at with the NBA. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully the Western Conference closes their games out or their series is out so they can get a little bit of rest before they jump into the conference finals. Um, like you said, I think it's going to be an all-LA Western Conference Final, which everybody pretty much assumed it was going to be before the season. Uh, we also had college football kickoff last weekend, a couple of minor games, but today we get some of the bigger teams playing. We had the Virginia-Virginia Tech game that is being postponed because of COVID reasons. We, we've got some other games kicking off. Uh, what are you kind of looking forward to? Honestly, I want to see how these teams, you know, show up in their first real test of the season. You know, we got a few top 25 teams going. I just want to see, are they going to pick up where they left off or are they going to have that no practice struggling? You know, the main thing I'm going to be looking at today is the tackling. How are these players tackling good or are they just throwing their body out there? You know, in the Kansas City game, I know it's NFL, but. It didn't seem like their tackling was, you know, horrible. So I want to make sure that that's what the college is doing too. I'm really interested in seeing some of these top 25 teams, North Carolina being one of them. I want to see how they look this season coming out. Yeah, North Carolina plays Syracuse this afternoon. Yeah, and Syracuse, they're not a good team, but they usually play North Carolina pretty well. And I just want to see if North Carolina really has the talent that we all think they do. Yeah, if you listen to the earlier episodes of the show, you know we, we both had them in our top 25. So, I mean, the they're sitting at 18 right now. So we were in, in the general area. 
Did you say the Clemson game was canceled, or is that still going on? No, Clemson's still going on. Okay, they take on Wake Forest. Um, Notre Dame takes on Duke. Uh, Iowa State takes on Louisiana. Texas takes on UTEP. Oklahoma takes on Missouri State. UCF and Florida International was postponed. I'm just kind of going through some of the top 25 matchups here. Um, I think that's about it for top 25 matchups today. Because, I mean, those are the games that are going to really matter. I mean, you can see they're still doing their their soft schedules. Yeah, so I'm excited that college football is coming back. The Big Ten is in talks to start in October. October 17th is what they're talking about. We're supposed to be getting a vote this week among the, the, the coaches or the teams, you know, whether or not they want to do it. I totally see them taking the steps forward to doing it. I guess right now the biggest holdback is they haven't put forth a plan yet of uh, testing and all that. You know, the Pac-12, they've already got their plan submitted. It sounds like they're coming back. If they would just announce that they were coming back, I think the Big Ten would announce this week that they also be back. I, I think so. I, I know as a Pac-12 fan, I hope that everything gets approved and we get back to football. But with that, also with there being with you know Pac-12 being out on the West Coast, I, I worry about them not being able to play due to the air quality because of all the fires and stuff out there. Yeah, I mean that really worries me. I mean, all sports aside, our country's on fire, like literally. It's what, like two thousand acres or something like that that's burning right now? Uh, I think it's more than that. Like the whole, practically the whole West Coast is on fire. So you know, I hope everybody out there is is safe and gets out okay. I know they started evacuating people, but uh, from from a sports standpoint, I don't know if they'll be able to play because of the air quality because there's so much smoke you know, in, in the air. Right. I mean, and it, they could turn to something more where they're like, you know, only indoor games, which is possible because there's enough indoor stadiums, especially in the state of California, where you could do something like that. Yeah, but... You know, LA's got a huge stadium sitting there just waiting to be used. Hey, we, we start using it tomorrow. A 120-yard-long jumbo screen. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> Hey, it's pretty, though. I'd like to hook up a PlayStation to that and play some Madden. Right? But, no, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, your conference and my conference both get back to back to football. But we'll take what we can get for right now. Right. And I think the biggest part with the Big Ten is getting Ohio State out there. You know, Ohio State needs to be playing so that we can have a definite national champion. I mean... You know, they don't usually make it to the national championship, but they're always a great team and they push. So I, I I just would hate to see a playoff that didn't involve Ohio State. Yeah, and you can't really claim to be a national champion if you don't play the best teams. And, I mean, Ohio State's one of the best teams in the land. Right, and none of the teams that are going that have a chance to make it into the playoffs want to get in there without, you know, knowing that they deserve that spot. After this, we can we got baseball going on. We've had a lot of action in baseball lately. Yeah, oh yeah. Shout out to my Dodgers. Uh, yeah, well, all except for, you know, a few of them. Well, yeah, Joe Kelly, that guy. He <laughs> he, he has a history of, of throwing it at Astros, so they kind of set him down for their upcoming games against the Astros. Fuck the Astros. Yeah, well. The, the Astros did everybody dirty, and so teams are... Kind of trying to get back at him. 
without getting in too much trouble. Some of those might not have been intentional, but a couple of those players <laughs> got hit on purpose. But yeah, the Dodgers right now are just, they're killing it. They're 32-13, and 13, which is by far the, the best in the National League. Tampa Bay Rays are sitting at 29-16. and 16. White Sox, 28-16. and 16. The A's are 28 and 15. So the, the top of the American League is pretty close. You got the Yankees are, are sitting at 24 21. They have to try to get a little closer to the top of the yeah, playoffs. They, they can just lose the rest of their games. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I mean, they have like a 98% chance of making the playoffs. So, you know, that's. They're going to make it. Right. The Rays, though, are, are currently right now at a plus 42 run differential. You know, some of the other tops are the White Sox are at plus 60. What's your Dodgers sitting at still? Uh, the Dodgers are at plus 98. <laughs> uh, the Padres are at a plus 70. Uh, the Braves are at a plus 52. The Padres, huh? Yeah, yeah. What's kind of crazy is over in the National League East, the Marlins are at a negative twenty-eight, but are still sitting third in the in the National League East. I guess when they lose, they get blown the fuck out. I think they got confused with golf there. Yeah, apparently. You want you want the bigger number, right? The the Red Sox, who traded away Mookie Betts, they're at a, a negative seventy-four. They were a good team. Like I don't know how they fell so far down. That, that's a mate. That is real surprising to go. You know, to have such a big swing with one person. Right. You know, you look at some of these other teams that, like, the Texas Rangers are at a negative 70. Step your game up, man. The Pittsburgh Pirates are at a negative 59. Where's my Mets? Uh, let's see here. Your Mets are... Because they just won last night. They beat Toronto. Hey, your Mets are at a plus 9. You're finally in the, in the plus. Yeah, but we're not making playoffs. ESPN has you at a 41.3% chance to make the playoffs. So you got to make that late playoff push. Yeah, well, we have to, but come on now. It's the Mets. I mean, you, you have one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like This year, though, it's it's the bats. I mean... It's always the bats. He 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 won a Cy Young last year with no fucking run support. Like Right. I mean, it's just... They play good defense. They've always had the good pitchers. But when it comes up, it's just... It's awful. Yeah, like... Jacob DeGrom can deal all day long, but without run support, it does you no good. Right, and, you know, it's not like he gets, you know, a whole bunch of rest time sitting there watching him swing the bats because they're going three and outs nonstop. Yeah. Did you see the other night? (laughs) Atlanta put up 29 runs. Really? Yeah, 29 runs. Well, I guess that answers the mercy rule. Oh, yeah, no, there is no mercy rule. Yeah, ridiculous, dude. Like, it was... <laughs> right? Like, that's going through, you're like, your whole bullpen and pitchers. <laughs> At that point, you you got position players out there pitching. Like, <laughs> oh, you play center field? Yeah, why don't you come on and, and throw a couple, you know? Got a better chance. Start rookie of the year, you know, just start underhand pitching. <laughs> Float it. The floater. No, so yeah, baseball's getting ready to, to, to make that playoff push. They're talking about uh, bubble locations for yep. the playoffs, which yep. is good. They're they're talking about uh, L.A. and San Diego for the National League, and then uh-huh. uh, two Texas spots for the American League. I, I think we can pretty much state that 
California will not be getting the bubble location right now. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know for sure what the conditions are in Southern California. That's what they're talking about right now. Is right. L.A. and San Diego? They're waiting for it to be approved by the players' union, and then, uh, like I said, the two Texas locations for the uh, American League with the World Series being in Texas. So, I mean, like I guess San Diego could be far enough south that it's not really affecting them. It's just our team's gonna be able to get there. Oh, we have breaking news out of the NFL just came across. Uh, the Vikings and Dalvin Cook agree on a five-year, $62.5 million extension. That's huge. I mean, yeah, because he was grumbling about his his contract, so to get him locked up, is that's big for them. And since you're going to mention the NFL, I mean, I guess now is a, a great time to talk about Thursday night's game with Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, NFL is back. We got live football. I mean, the game... I thought it was going to be a lot closer than I, what I didn't. it was. You know, Kansas City came out and Kansas Cityed. <laughs> they they picked up right where they left off last year. See, everybody's been saying that, but it's not true. They did not pick up where they left off last year because last year they didn't have a running back. Well, that's true. But, I mean, as far as that explosive offense putting up points, they, they didn't miss a beat. Right. Now they just have one more weapon. The rookie Clyde Edwards-Alaire is an absolute stud. He looked really, really good out there. Oh, it looked like he had a preseason and, you know, training camps and all that. He looked that good. He was hitting holes. He was juking. Um, He's shown that he can catch the ball out of the backfield, that you have to watch for that. I mean, I'm really excited because it's like people have been talking about. Before it was, can you stop Mahomes? Right. Well, now if you stop Mahomes, can you stop Edwards? And he's an amazing running back. Yeah. You know, I think the stat was he became the third Chief last night to go for over 100 yards in a season opener game for the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, how how much better do you think it would look if they had their starting lineman, uh, what was his name, Tardif, the, the, the doctor? Schwartz, wasn't it? No, no, it was... It was Is it Tardif? Yeah. Or whatever? Yeah, he's he's a Canadian doctor. Yeah, I thought it was Schwartz. But no. Yeah, he, you know, he, he was such a good lineman, and he brought experience and leadership to that offensive line. So I think it would have... I think it would help, but their line still looks solid. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it you doesn't. Know? I'm just saying how much better do you think it would be if they had that Pro Bowl caliber guard? Oh, it, and it would have taken a lot of, you know... That's one side you don't have to worry about as a quarterback. You don't have to keep an eye on that. I don't think Mahomes was sacked once last on um, Thursday night. Yeah, he was sacked once, um, but still, that's you know that's going to happen even with the best of lines. Something's going to get through every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, somebody's going to sneak through. But he was you know efficient like always. Went twenty four of thirty two for two eleven, which it's not huge numbers. Three touchdowns. But he didn't need to throw for huge numbers when Edwards Hilaire went, you know, for 25 carries for 138 yards. So they really kind of focused on the running game. Yeah, and I think we'll I think we'll see Mahomes' numbers drop a little bit. I mean, he's not he's still going to get those yards because of, of the speed of his wide receivers and his ability to play the game. He's still going to have a lot of passing yards, but he doesn't have to do it all himself now. Right, Travis Kels looked good. Got himself a touchdown. Um, you know, they, they kind of spread the ball around a lot. They didn't have a 100-yard receiver. Uh, their closest was Sammy Watkins. 
Yeah, the Sammy Watkins was the one that had a huge game. They were targeting him early often. Yeah, seven catches for 82 and a touchdown. They, they spread it around. They looked real good. Over over for Houston, Deshaun Watson looked okay. Uh, he went 20 for 32, 253, a touchdown and a pick. Was sacked four times, hurried a lot more than that. But now see, um, Deshaun Watson... Uh, he he looked like he suffered with the the no preseason. It looked like that came back to get him a little bit. Um, yeah, I think so, but I think I think it's more of he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins this year. Yeah, and they were talking about that, you know, before they had this this wide receiver that you could throw into tough spots. He's gonna get get the catch. He's gonna get his feet in, and he's gonna hold on to it. And now they got more of their speed receivers who aren't really able to take those hits and hold on to the ball. I mean, Will Fuller had eight catches for 112. I think they, they're sorely going to miss DeAndre Hopkins this year. I don't know how much I necessarily agree with this, but you know, somebody said that Deshaun Watson is going to be kind of exposed as a, a slightly above average quarterback this year without DeAndre Hopkins to pull down those tough catches which I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think any quarterback is going to take a, a step back without the best receiver in the league. Um, And not only that, but Deshaun Watson, I mean, his ability to sit back there and make good reads is amazing. You know, like you said, he was sacked four times and only threw one pick. He was running for his life a lot more than just four times, and he still only threw one pick, which means he's smart with the ball. And as they go on, they will improve. I mean, the biggest question is... is That offensive line? Yeah, and can Fuller play a whole season as the number one guy? Yeah, I mean, they have Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. So they have decent wide receivers. It's different. It hits different not having that guy. Well, the guy that they have to... The other team has to focus on. They have to double team. Yeah, and it's because of his, his catching ability. You know, he... He makes amazing catches. His his feet are always in bounds. So that quick little cut and throw towards the bottom of the, the field in the corner of the end zone, they can't really do that now because they don't have anybody that can make those catches. Randall Cobb, you don't want to throw it to him over the middle of the field. Um, Cook, you don't want him going over the middle of the field. They have deep threats. Right. And the offensive line is going to have to learn how to block and give give Watson more time to make the decision whether, you know, because he can scramble, and he would be able to do a great job scrambling. But right now, he just doesn't have the ability to. Right. Aside from, well, I can't say your team, because they already played. Uh, what games are you kind of looking to key in on? Like, what are the biggest games of the week for you? Um, and it's going to surprise you, but that Bengals-Chargers game is going to be huge for me. I think it's going to be huge for L.A. If L.A. can pull off that win with a new quarterback... You know, we're, we're rolling out Tyrod Taylor, though. Right. And so, but if you can get that win, the momentum that will go to L.A. will we'll push you. And I will be completely wrong on L.A.'s predictions. Um, what I'm going with, though, is when you lose the leadership of Phillip Rivers, you know, it's, it's hard. You have one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but does Tyrod Taylor have the same relationship with Allen that Rivers did. You know, you could, you could always see it in Rivers' face. Hey, no we, matter, every time Rivers dropped back, 
he always knew he could find Keenan Allen. We have more breaking news that just came out. The Saints are giving Alvin Kamara a five-year extension. So, you know, I knew that I know that he was pushing for that new deal. They wanted to get him locked up before the before the season started. Uh, I know if you play Madden at all, then you know that the Saints' cap space is already screwed up. But I think a lot of teams' cap space is completely screwed up. But talking about additions, I mean, we can't leave out AP going to Tampa Bay. No, no Adrian Peterson didn't go to Tampa Bay. No, no, not Bay. Adrian Peterson. Um, where did Adrian Peterson go, though? Adrian Peterson is went to... Uh, it was a team that really needed him. The Lions. Yeah, the Lions. And, like, that was great. But is that going to hurt um, Swifty's chance of getting on the field? I don't think so. I think I think Adrian Peterson's more there for a mentor role. He's going to take some of the carries. They're banking on DeAndre Swift being the future. Right. But, I mean, AP, he showed last year, you know, he's still a 20-25 carry running back. Yeah. And, I mean, it's AP is really a really sad game. But, no, who was it that the Bucks picked up? Uh, Leonard Fournette. Yes, Leonard Fournette. Huge pickup for the Bucks. See, this is what happens when you miss a week. Yeah, I know. I got, I got it all, but there was a lot of movement this, this week. The, the Jacksonville is definitely tanking for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you don't trade away all those pieces and be like, no, no, we're still going to win. Gardner Minshew is our guy. Yeah, Minshew knows he, he's 2020 guy. Maybe. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely taking a quarterback, whether it be, you know, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. They're going to be at the top of the draft. They're going to be taking a quarterback. So... And see, I know everybody's really high on Justin Fields, but I do not think he's going to make it in the NFL. Why? Um, the same reason no other Ohio State quarterback has ever made it in the NFL. You know, we have a lot of them right now. And in college, it's because their talent level in the Big Ten is so much higher than everybody else in the Big Ten. So they look like they're amazing quarterbacks. And they get into the NFL with the best of the best, and they just kind of, their arms get shown for their weakness. You know, they're not accurate, or they, you know, they make horrible reads. They run when they're not supposed to, which works in college, but will not ever work in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm sitting there, and I have Fields and Lawrence to choose from. Oh, you absolutely, absolutely take Trevor Lawrence. You know, just because, you know. He's the most pro-ready quarterback that we've seen in a while. Right, and he, he runs a pro system. I mean, he knows what to do. He's good with his checkdowns. And I just, I don't I, think any team that takes Fields is going to be happy unless he goes to a team where he can take a few years before he gets put into the starting position. For me, he's the most pro-ready quarterback since Andrew Luck. That's that's very ex- an acceptable thing. Because, I mean, some people might say Mahomes. Mahomes was a question mark. Nobody knew what Mahomes was going to do in the NFL. Andy Reid said he was good, and I'm starting to trust Andy Reid a lot because of what he said about Edwards and Mahomes, but Mahomes was still a question mark. Right. Um, But before we got off on our our tangent here, we were talking about games we're looking forward to this week. Right, right. So you said you're looking forward to that Chargers-Bengals game? Chargers-Bengals. What what else are you kind of looking forward to? I know I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Bucs-Saints game. That's definitely going to be huge because, you know, like we've talked about before, we have those two teams sitting at the top of their division. So right out of the gate to have 
those two teams facing off is, is huge. Right. Um, um, I think the Dallas uh, Rams game is going to be a big one. Uh, it's getting a lot of talk. I think it's going to set the tone a lot for both of those teams. Um, both of them are, you know, coming off of not so good seasons last year. You know, disappointments anyways. Um, so they're going to be looking at coming. Um, another one was Packers-Vikings game will be a good one. And Bears-Lions. Yeah, we got a lot of division matchups coming right out of the gate. Right, and it's it's the teams that, you know, they got to get started off good. Because if Green Bay gives up that first game to Minnesota, you know, that's, that's going to hurt a lot of them. It's gonna, right now, we have, there's a lot of momentum games. The Bucks-Saints game is a huge momentum game, you know. Um, I'm looking forward also to that Seahawks-Falcons game. Um, you know, the, the Falcons kind of revamped their, their offense and, you know, picked up a, a, a solid running back in Todd Gurley. and A potential solid running back. Right. You know, like, like you were saying, that's a tone setter game. If they can come out and they can beat Seattle, I think that'll kind of get them going for the season. But I, I don't know if they can. I really like that Seattle team. In order for the Falcons to win, Matt Ryan is going to have to play lights out. He's not going to be able to give the Seahawks defense any chance to you know take over that game. And, and that's hard because I think Matt Ryan is starting to look at the end of his career. I think he's starting to go, I think he's starting, to, you know, he's declining, obviously. Yeah, if, if they could go out there and pull off an, a good win against the Seahawks, you know, that, that might give this Falcons team a little bit more life. I, I kind of want to see how Cam Newton looks. They're rolling out against the, the Dolphins. If Bill Belichick can, you know, kind of maximize Cam's skill set, which that's kind of what Bill Belichick does. He maximizes the skill set of his guys. I, I think they have a chance to to compete in that division. I still think the Bills are going to win that division just because I'm not sold on the Patriots' defense with uh, the number of guys that they have <laughs> sitting out. I'm also not completely sold on the other skill positions that they have in New England. It's kind of like until they prove otherwise, you, you kind of have to have some sort of faith in the Patriots. Right. The biggest thing with the Patriots is seeing what Cam Newton we're getting. Is is he is Cam back or is Cam, you know, the guy we kind of seen the last couple of years. But if he comes out and he's, he's the Cam of old, which I think is going to be kind of hard because... You know, Bill Belichick doesn't really go for the loudness that Cam Newton loves to do, but yeah. But I think after being cut by the Panthers, it was kind of a gut check for for Cam Newton. You know, and the fact that he sat in free agency for so long before a team finally came and picked him up, I, I don't think it's going to be an issue for him going to New England. You know, keeping his head down and kind of proving it. I just hope he got rid of all of his shants because I'm sick and tired of seeing those. What, the Patriots? No, the shants, the shorts, pants thing oh. that all these guys are wearing now. It It's stupid. And I blame Cam Newton for that and LeBron James. But We got a bunch of good games. We got a doubleheader Monday night, Steelers-Giants and Titans-Broncos. See, that Steelers-Giants would be a good is going to be a good one, too. We're going to get a chance to see Ben back. Um, and we're going to be able to see what the Giants can do against 
an average team. Right. Speaking of the Broncos, they took a huge hit when they lost Von Miller. Uh, he had to have ankle surgery. He, you know, he's the anchor of that defense. You know, they also, guy that they're looking to be their number one receiver, Cortland Sutton, he's kind of day-to-day with a shoulder sprain. You know, there's just injury bug popping up left and right. Well, And the biggest thing with Von Miller is an ankle injury at a linebacker position is huge. Right. You know, especially after they go in there, open it up. Did they have to put any hardware in? What's it going to be like after the healing process? You know, because his position is all side to side, which is all on your ankles and your legs. And, you know, we saw what happened to Sean Lee. He suffered an injury. He's on injured reserve yet again before the season even starts. So is this going to be something that haunts Von Miller and possibly shorten his career? Right. And their other star pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, he was injured as well. You know, he's listed as a full participant, but, you know, coming back off of an injury, are you going to get injured again? I mean, Right. And a lot of times we see these big names like that, they're still listed as full participants, but they don't play much. Or they do play, they just don't contribute while they're on the field. Well, I think with, the, with Von Miller going down, he's going to have to contribute. He's going to have to have to play but you're right uh there's that's huge for them um yeah he was the heart of that defense you know not just the defense that entire team he's the veteran leader i mean they don't have a veteran quarterback because they're rolling out drew lock it's gonna be a hard it's gonna be a hard year for the broncos i think they should just be really happy that they get to play las vegas yeah yeah um because las vegas just put uh, Mariota, I believe it was, on the yeah. injured reserve list. Yeah, yeah. They're they're having to scrape and claw for, for quarterbacks. I don't remember who they were rolling out as their backup. Somebody. Well, they have enough. Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Who? They're rolling out the Peterman. Okay, again, who? Like, that's what, you know, that's what right. I'm saying. Right, I mean, he's the guy that threw five interceptions to the Chargers when he was in Buffalo. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're rolling him out as their backup. Not a good look. I mean, honestly, I don't think they would, but Kaepernick is still sitting out there. I know you don't think he's a good quarterback, but he's better than Nathan Peterman. Yeah, he, he hasn't thrown five interceptions. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see Cap in the NFL again as a player. You don't think so? I, I, I don't. You know, there's been how many court, how many quarterback issues over the past couple of years, and they have yet to bring back Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but when, when I say he's not a good player, let me let me put this out there. He's he's not a good quarterback compared to NFL players. You know, he is he's in the NFL. He made it to Super Bowls. Obviously, he's one of the top quarterbacks. You know, that's been playing the game thus far. But when you're talking about the NFL, he doesn't fit into that high-caliber quarterback. You know, he's he's got a losing record. He throws he threw a whole bunch of interceptions. You're not going to bring that in. But there's some teams that would, like, if you could get him to agree to a backup position, I would much rather be like, oh, Colin Kaepernick's our backup quarterback than, you know, Peterman. Right. And I think that Alex Smith trying to come back, I think that's foolish. I don't think so. He's healthy. I mean, as far as we know, that that broken leg was nasty, and he almost died due to it. 
I honestly think that the, I almost said Redskins, the Washington football team kind of put him on the 53-man roster as a kind of respect move, as kind of a fan service almost. Well, and not only that, but I would love to have Alex Smith working with my my second-year quarterback in Haskins, you know? Right. That would be great. But to put him back on the field with the talent of the Washington football team's offensive line, I, I think it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, it's not like he has a strong offensive line protecting him. He, You know, the left side is weak. The middle is weak. He's just There's going to be a lot of people in his face. Uh, looking here, it's talking about the 49ers and the Rams uh, remain hopeful for playing despite air quality concerns, but they're, they're hopeful uh, for, for that. Um, you know, that that's just a bad deal all the way around out there. Right, but could you imagine being a wide receiver or a running back and busting down 60 yards in horrible air quality, oh, though? Yeah, no, fuck that. Something that I meant to talk about earlier in the NBA with the Bucks falling out of the playoffs, that leaves a big big question for their biggest star in Giannis. Uh, you know, he's up for free agency. Do you think he's going to re-sign in Milwaukee? I think it would depend on the contract offered to him. I don't think he would take like a long-term contract extension or anything like that. But if they said, hey, one, two years, I think he might try it because he knows they're on the right path to get where they need to to make it, you know, the next step. Does he want to tie his name to the piece that helped the team, you know, get to the finals? Or does he just want to say, you know what, no, I'm going to try my luck somewhere else? Because there are other teams out there who are playoff contend- who are playoff contenders who have the ability to give him the money he wants. Right, and, and take it for what you will. But, you know, it, it just came out earlier today that he has unfollowed all of his Milwaukee teammates on all social media. You know... Maybe it's so that he doesn't hear the outside noise and he can make his own decision, but that's kind of damning nowadays when you just decide to unfollow the organization. Right, because you're telling your other players, I don't want your input. This is my decision and my decision only. Yeah. Let's face it, they lose Giannis, like, they go back to the the bucks of the past. Right, being basically irrelevant. You know, so it's going to be huge. I mean, yeah, the bucks are going to have to come out and really say, listen, if you come back to us, we'll give you say-so in the draft likely to have LeBron. We will let you pick the guys you get to play with. But do they have the cap space to do so? They're going to have to bring in a big, big-name free agent to entice him to stay, I think. But there's some big-name free agents coming up. Yeah, there's some there's some pretty big free agents coming out. Um, you know, we got unrestricted free agents are going to be Giannis, AD, CJ McCollum, Bradley Beal. I think AD is going to stay in Los Angeles, especially if they win a ring. Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum are restricted free agents. I don't expect either of them to go anywhere. I think their teams will definitely lock them up long term. Um, and guys on a player option, LeBron, he's going to stay in LA. Kawhi, he's going to stay in LA. Uh, Paul George, he'll stay with Kawhi in LA. Chris Paul is interesting. He could very well go up there to play with Giannis. Um, and and that'd be good for Chris Paul because Chris Paul this year has not been 
a great year for him. No, he had a good year. Well, playoff-wise, I guess I can say. He hasn't been doing very well. Um, you know, Blake Griffin also has a player option. They could, If they could pair those three in Milwaukee. Oh, that'd be a great, huge three. And I think that would, you know, for the big three, I think that would, it would make me think about it if I was Giannis, you know. Like, listen, you're, you're Yeah, because they these. still have Chris Middleton, you know. They, they still have good players that to, to put around it. So if you bring in a Chris Paul and a Blake Griffin and you get that solid core, then I think Giannis would be like, okay, I'll stay. Because that, I think that would be enough to win you an NBA championship. Right. And I like with LeBron James, I see his last game being in an L.A. Lakers uniform. Oh, yeah. He absolutely loves it there. He's found a new home that, you know, it equals Akron for him. And he said that on numerous state occasions. He loves the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. So I Especially I if they win a title. Oh yeah. If he if that gets a title, he's gonna wanna be able he wants he's gonna wanna be able to do a back to back. Yeah. You know, and maybe Los Angeles will finally get Chris Paul. That's an option too. You know Will they be able to afford him though, with with the n- names on the roster they have now? I think so. Because you got LeBron, you got AD, um, the gentleman that's setting out. Uh, Avery Bradley. Um, I mean, yeah, because they'll probably cut J.R. Smith, and that's fifteen million right there. They probably won't. They may or may not bring back Rondo. That's two and a half million. Um, you know, they they have guys that they can work with. See, I think with Rondo though, if he's gonna stay at that small of an amount of money. Just for the experience and everything, they could bring him back. Um, but yeah, J.R. Smith, I don't even know why they offered him that amount of money in the first place. Yeah, I mean, you got guys, Danny Green's making 14-6, uh, Caldwell Post making 8. So you have guys there that you can, even if you don't necessarily cut them, if you rework their deals, if you wanted to bring in a Chris Paul, you very well could. You know, there's there's good talent that they can bring in to, I guess, help them even more, even though I don't think they really need it. Right. Hell, just cut J.R. Smith and give give that to... Uh, Chris Paul. Know. Yeah. So, you know, so there's that going on. Um, I'm really looking forward to football tomorrow. We, I'm going to spend all day with my ass parked in front of the, the TV and my lazy boy. I got to work, but I'll be having my laptop on. I already told my, my boss, I was like, listen, you're going to give me the weekends off before the NFL. So I'm telling you, I will have my laptop in here and I will be watching games. I'm, I'm going to have some people over and we're going to cook like we do every NFL Sunday. So, And that's what football is bringing back. It's not so much the game, but it brings so many people together. Like the tailgating in Kansas City this weekend, like, it was awesome just to see all these people getting together again. Yeah. You know, we're not a political show, but here lately it's been a lot of political... Division. New, yeah. And there wasn't any of that Thursday night. Right. They all came together and it was football fans. And the political stuff of the football game was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, the halftime show before the game, the players talking and stuff. Um, I loved it all. The NFL is making sure that this doesn't go away. Right. They're keeping it in the in the headlines. They're talking about it. And, you know, people are starting to see they got some backlash from it. But most people thought it was an amazing way to start the game. 
And those are the people the NFL cares about keeping. Yeah, so there's always going to be political stuff. Guys want to use their, their platform, and I'm okay with that. But I'm just glad to have football back. Right. Um, the biggest part is, is having it back. Um, like I said, you know, it's just that unity among so many of us. Right, because we have a, a family fantasy football league, which we, we live-drafted or live-casted the draft last week. And so everybody in the league that that lives here in town comes over and you know it's it, it's the camaraderie it's the you know we'll talk shit to each other about oh hey my team's doing better than your team my players doing better it's just but that's part of it right it brings people together you know like sports in general brings I people mean, together i'm sure you're trying to forget about this but i remember a bet where you had to wear a tom brady jersey and there was no question about your thoughts on tom brady i mean yeah you know his skill level but you still hate the guy but you still lived up to that bet, and you wore that jersey. You right. Know? You took that picture. That just goes to show that even though there is shit talk and there is dislike, you know, we still keep our word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's something that's good to still see going on is people, even though you hate it, like like I said, the Chargers beat the Bengals. I'll get me a Chargers jersey. I'll take a picture in a Chargers jersey. I got no problems with that. I've got a couple you can use. <laughs> I... I will wear anyone you give me, even. I, Except I for will, a Junior Seau. I will not wear a Junior Seau jersey. Why? I don't think anybody should ever wear a Junior Seau jersey again. I have a I, Super Bowl Junior Seau jersey. And it should be put into a, a nope. mantle and hung on the wall because no. that, what that man did. No, I wear it all the time. That's my favorite jersey. I don't think we'll ever see a player like Junior Seau No, again. we won't. And, and I, I, that's part of the reason why I wear it so that... People remember, hey, that guy. Because you get fans nowadays that are, that they're young enough that they don't remember him. Right. So I wear his jersey. People are like, you know, who is that guy? And I can tell him, one of the best linebackers to ever play the damn game. Yeah, and, and I, I like it. It's just the same way with me. I don't think people should wear Derek Thomas jersey from the Chiefs. You know. Yeah. Like those are players that there's a reason they retired their number within the team. Not Derek Thomas. I mean, fifty eight still available, but. But by that logic, nobody should ever wear a Kobe jersey. Kobe was is different because it's still he's still so fresh, and let's face it, base basketball today would not be what it was without Kobe. Right, Junior Seau changed the linebacker position. Right, he did. But with Kobe, he saved an entire sport. Everybody was like, Michael Jordan retired. We have nobody to carry the torch, and here comes Kobe. Like, hey, you got somebody, you know? And he picked up that court torch and he carried it. So what what's the difference though? Like I don't I am um with Kobe with Kobe it's still honoring him to wear the jersey. With Junior Seau, I think the jersey should still be out there. But like if I had a Junior Seau jersey, it would be in a case and it would be on my wall. And it would be above my TV so everybody comes over would see it. And when they come up, and trust me, I would not get a Junior Seau Patriots jersey. It would be a no. Junior Seau Chargers jersey. Oh, absolutely. But, we try to forget those years. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because he still showed he was one of the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, he, he got a ring with them, which he deserved. He deserved yeah. that ring, if nothing else. But Junior Seau changed position, not a sport. Um, But with Junior Seau, it's just so much more. Because he did, he did so much more than football that 
I can still accept you wearing the jersey because he was big in his community. You know, he he made things all right to talk about because he was the first one that really started talking about racism in the NFL. Right. I have nothing bad to say about Junior Seau. I just think his jerseys are to the, are to the point where they're a cherished item, not necessarily worn. All right. Well, then if the I shouldn't say if when. The Chargers beat the Bengals. I'll give you my Dan Fouts jersey to wear. Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just, every time I see him, for some reason, I think Al Borland from Home Improvement. <laughs> I don't know. It's just every time I see him, I'm like, there's Al Borland. Jesus. Hey, Tim. <laughs> but I'll wear a Dan Fouts jersey. I'd even wear the Junior Seau jersey because, like you said, a lot of these people don't know who he is, and it's a shame because there's some videos out there that you need to be watching. Yeah, so that you know that that's gonna do it for the show today. Come back next week. We're gonna have lots and lots of football to talk about. Lots of football, basketball is gonna be another big topic. Right. Um, so I appreciate everybody tuning in to listen. Uh, for Lazy Boy Coaches, I'm Scott. I'm Alan, and we will see you guys next week.